Coming up on this week's episode, we begin with the differences in chinchillas, pushy dentist salespeople, and some gross articles. Then we get to play a few knowledge games and talk about the week's tech news. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 366, recorded June 26th, 2023. That is not a chinchilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by a good personal friend, a man who I respect so much I won't make a joke at his expense. It's Colby Rabideau. <laughs> Hello, Colby. Wow. This has never happened before. That's, I finally respect you after 366 episodes and over 10 years of friendship. Yes. Wild. You have earned it. Good job. No, actually, I did have a bit, and I uh, f- totally forgot what it was. So I scrambled at the. If I remember it, I'll. Uh, oh. I will mention it. That was a pretty good recovery. <laughs> I've done enough of these. Uh, that's for sure. What's good, Mister Colby? No Dan this week. Danless. Um. Pretty much everything I own has been breaking lately. Oh my like, god! Things, things are just just. You're finding antiquities. Like flies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like for a while, my car broke. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. The car is back, which is great. And it was the least bad option. The thing that happened or or the the fix for the thing that happened was 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 the best possible option. So that was nice. Uh, but then. The other day, they they've been doing. Some brick repair on the wall outside my building so so they they get up on a like weird like lift thing every morning at 7 30 and start grinding the wall which is fun um but shortly after they installed the lift thing uh we we had a big rainstorm and then i noticed some exciting new water spots on my ceiling which is fun oh my god (laughs) and then the other day, the handle just came off our kitchen sink. So, like, that was cool. So, we got a new kitchen sink. Huh. So, now, you're a condominium owner. Yeah. What uh, The sink thing, I'm assuming you're responsible for. Are you responsible for the ceiling thing? Um, I think I'm responsible for my sheet. You know, like... Oh, that's I, not fair. I can probably... I could probably insurance it. I don't know if it's bad enough that I'm going to do anything other than paint over it. Fair enough. They did. I did call them or I called the the building and the guy was like, oh, I'll call the, the, the people who are doing the thing. And like the dude came and looked and he was like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> good answer so he was like all right i'm gonna go up there with with the like roof sealer or whatever and like seal the roof some flex um, seal yeah so so if it doesn't so far it hasn't gotten any bigger i don't think so if nothing else happens i'm gonna call it fixed and just like paint over the, the brown spot on the ceiling that's very fair <laughs> right Right. But I don't know. I just don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to open open the ceiling and learn what's going on. No, you might find a bunch of French rats cooking dinner. No, that's ratatouille. Statistically, you know, Laura and I were walking into the building today and there was a, a young lady sitting on the stoop with a little cage, like Mm -hmm. some kind of pet carrier. And 
you know, there was a furry thing inside. And as we walked by, I glanced back and I saw two like naked tails, Mm. two huge pet rats. I hope that they're not going to be living in the building soon. We have enough rats. Uh, yeah, well, I think, Colby, you're going to have to now get three rats to one up that person. Sure. Or a cat. Oh, and get a real rivalry rivalry <laughs> going. Yeah. Cats aren't allowed. I don't think rats are allowed either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything is really allowed. Um, I feel like rats are easier to keep a lid on. Literally. <laughs> and metaphorically. Well, I got, uh, I was at a, there's a great local sort of uh, farm and feed type store nearby. They got plants and pet stuff and it's a nice little store. And I've been in there a bunch of times, but I noticed they kind of had this side room that I'd never been in. And I just kind of looked in and there were a bunch of aquariums and small pet tanks. So they had fish and lizards and frogs. And and then there was this, uh, this sort of glass, big glass thing kind of in the middle. And I walk up and I see these furry things and i go oh i was with my mother i said ma check it out they got chinchillas and then this woman from the back yells they're not chinchillas i'm like what the what the fuck are you talking about he goes they are and i had to i forgot what it was i actually had to look up the name they're uh lanageras which is a small version of a chinchilla still a chinchilla just a smaller like rat size version um <laughs> and I, it was shocking she was very upset that i and mind you there was no sign saying that she just expected me to know that i uh i tried to google for this and i i did not succeed in getting the spelling so poorly so so far from the mark was <laughs> I, that Google didn't even know. Like, Google just have, quit on like, you? Right. I have like some weird Wikipedia page, a, like a French word, and some like people's Instagram profiles. Yeah. Uh, I just put a uh, I just put a link in the uh, Riverside for you, if you're really curious. They have a little comparative picture between the two kinds. Oh, Lanagera. Wow. Yep. So I learned something, and then I kind of ran away after being scolded and said please don't i'm not i'm clearly not an expert and nor did i want to buy one that is for sure obviously they need a better some better signage on the on the case it was there was no signage at all it was just a mystery animal right they need a sign that says it's not a chinchilla (laughs) ask for more (laughs) right curious Mm -hmm. wow well, that's uh, sorry to hear all your stuff is breaking. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, but so far it's all been fixable. So there have been no uh, no unrecoverable errors, just a lot of errors. No true catastrophes. Right. Knock on wood. Uh, yeah. How's your house? Uh, I was trying to think if anything had recently uh, fallen apart or broken, and the general answer is no. I don't think so. That's I weird. had to replace my electric toothbrush because that finally died. 
Wow. How long do you have your electric toothbrush? Well, it's funny. The first one I had, I just keep buying the same Oral-B one the wire cutter recommends. It's a good toothbrush. But um, the first one I had for a year. And I was like, this doesn't seem very long. And then the second one I had for four years. And I'm like, that seems like a good run for a $50 toothbrush. Mm. That's in my mouth a lot of the time. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't know how long I've had my toothbrush. I was shocked it was that long. I would have sworn it was less, but I had my Amazon history and that clued me in. Now I want to know. My toothbrush, I have one of the Philips ones. And... Honestly, it mostly works fine. I've had it for at least four years. Probably longer than that, though. Like, I I think it was like, I, I think it might be even like six or something. Yeah, as long as you change the heads on it, the mechanics are going to be good. Oh, you're supposed to change the heads? <laughs> Kapow! Chloe's got like, it's got like two little bristles left on it. <laughs> it's, it's not There's working. no bristles. It's just the plastic thing. It's <laughs> just <laughs> scraping it against your teeth. <laughs> Uh, when will he learn? Feels so clean. Uh, you know, it's very funny. My dentist's office, I they they really are wonderful. I think they're great, but they love the upsell. And so they and they must get them at like really low rates and can mark them up. And every time I go in there, like, do you use an electric toothbrush? And I say yes. And they say, Oh, what kind do you use? And they go, Well, you know, that's not we have the Sonicare. We have the two hundred dollar Sonicare here. And they really and then if you like Try to lie. I tried to lie last time I was there. That was a mis- I should have just told him to fuck off, but I didn't. So instead, they're like, "Oh, you know, do you have?" It? I said, "Yeah, no, I got the Sonicare. It's great." And they goes, "Oh, we have replacement heads. Let me go get some for you." <laughs> and so she brings it for the toothbrush I don't own, and she's like, "Oh, we've got this one, and we've got." And I said, "Actually, I'm. Co- Are you sure?" Are you? I said, "No, stop trying to sell me at the damn dentist's office. You're overpriced nonsense." Wow. That's brutal. My dentist has never tried to sell me anything besides like good dental health. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or orthodonture. <laughs> um Yeah, I looked it up. I, I ordered my Sonicare in twenty eighteen. Nice. So it's been four or five years. Very solid. It's, it's good, good run. But the button's a little funny, but mostly it works. I like that. I okay. I read an article a few weeks ago about Sonicares and the brush heads. You know how the brush head like no I don't know if your yours does this, but the brush heads on the Sonicares, like when you change it, like the toothbrush knows somehow. Um and like it knows how long you've used it for and and once you've used it for you know, the, the recommended amount of time, the, there's a light that comes on that's like, yo, change your, your brush head. And it, it turns out that every brush head has a little like RFID thing. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And the, the, the toothbrush like updates the RFID. So it like, it like saves like how many seconds <laughs> it's been brushed with or something uh, to the actual toothbrush head, which has some electronic memory. Wow. That's it's pretty neat. elaborate. That's a handy. Fe- yeah. I mean, I know they have with Bluetooth in them and they have like 18 different cleaning modes and they have the one. I don't know if you have the, um, the water pick, if you've ever seen or used those, which is the tool that like jets out water. They now have the toothbrush 
with the water pick built in, I saw. So it's so it's a toothbrush and it just blast it has like a hose coming off of it and it blasts your teeth with water as you're brushing, which sounds so wild. You're not gonna have any teeth left. I when you started talking about water picks, it it occurred to me that water picks are like bidets for your mouth. <laughs> that might be the episode title. That's a good one. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I think I had a water pick when I had braces. That I think they thing, right? they try and sell you on those. They right. try and sell you on those. Right. They pro- it was probably the the dentist's office that sold us the water pick. It's like, oh, you you really need this. They were very concerned. Yes, and they're a huge pain in the ass to use, and then they were used for like a week, and then we were like, fuck it, it's not worth it. <laughs> yes. Leave leave the gunk stuck in there. Right. I'll just floss. It's fine. I didn't floss when I had braces, but I I floss now. I'm an adult. You are, and you're ahead of the game. Yeah. They, you know, when I go to the dentist, they never say. They always ask what my routine is, but they never chide me for not flossing enough. Which is nice. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think what it is, is I have just every time I I set a very low bar for myself and conversing with the dentist where I'm like, I'm sure they're super dirty. I'm sure they're bad. Like, (laughs) I don't like I really undersell it. And then when they go in there, they're like, they're not actually that bad. I'm like, got (laughs) them. Got them. It was a trick. And and, and they're always like, you know, Sean, I'm I'm you know, your teeth are really good. And I go, thank you. I was worried. (laughs) It's like, of course, they find their teeth. Maybe that's maybe that's the move you go in. It's like, oh man, I just I feel so worried about my teeth. Like I, I just haven't. I keep forgetting to brush. And yeah, like, I don't brush. I don't floss. <laughs> I eat a big chocolate cake before dinner every night and don't and before bed and don't every night every night and frosting on my gum. What's that? No cavities? How's that even possible? <laughs> Must have magic teeth. Wow. Wow. Although I will, should I confess something on the show here? Do I don't it. think we've ever talked about this. I actually got it's it, called a cavity as a stretch, but I did have to get a little filling done between my two front teeth. Mm. Believe it or not, I didn't even know that was a thing because I guess something at some point had gotten stuck in there long enough or repeatedly enough to eat away at it. Yeah. Um, and they actually do a little filling. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I grind my teeth when I sleep sometimes. So I have like a mouth guard, but before I got the mouth guard, I had done enough like unprotected teeth grinding that mm-hmm. I like worn out a bunch of the, the, like the top, the tops of my, my like front teeth. So the last, the last dental thing I had was not for cavities, but they like ground out like <laughs> the, the tops of my, the top of my like front two teeth on the top and bottom. And like re rebuilt the <laughs> with with whatever uh, tooth filler goop they use. Is there any other cosmetic surgery you want to tell us about? Any nose work, skin work, <laughs> Botox? No, I'm I'm otherwise all natural except for my janky teeth. That is, I did read an article today. I will not talk about it on the show. We can talk about it later if you're curious. I'll have to send you a link. ProPublica did a a very in depth article on the sketchy world of 
uh, penile enhancement, surgical <laughs> penile enhancement. It was very interesting. And it was all around, it was really centered around this guy who developed this implant that he claimed was FDA approved and it wasn't. And it's like, it, it was actually, it's very interesting. It was a very interesting piece. But I was reading it at work and people kept coming into my office. I'm like, go away. I'm reading. I'm reading. Go away. It's NPR. <laughs> it's learning. I'm learning. It's so something to do with screws, right? Wow. Yeah. Different kind of screws. <laughs> right. Different category. Hot damn. We get body when Dan's not here. <sighs> Out of control. Uh, Colby, unless you have something else interesting in your life you want to talk about, um, I'm doing a lot of finger guns. I was. Today. I don't know where that's going. Doing from. the guns. Yeah. Um, I wrote up some bits, some for bits. us to do. Like, yes, like ones and zeros. Uh, no, that would be that would actually be more appropriate <laughs> than what I did. So, uh, Dan usually fills up most of the airtime. Uh, well, you and I listen to his exciting life. So, uh, I have a little more exciting life. A little trivia for you, if you'd uh, be willing to give it a shot. Heck yeah. What's, I like putting you the, in the spot. What's the category? I actually have two trivia challenges that I wrote up. The first one is probably, I don't know if it's easier. I have a list here of common foods and all the years they were invented. And I'm simply going to say, I'm going to give you two and I'm going to say which was invented first. Couldn't be simpler. You got a 50-50 shot. Okay. You th- think you can do it? Probably not, but. Okay. Well, I believe in you. Uh, <laughs> Which came first, the chicken nugget or the buffalo wing? Oh, hmm. I'm going to say the chicken nugget. Okay, what's your what's your thought on that? Because I want to say the other the opposite, but which I feel like is correct. Like Buffalo wings seem like it'd be timeless uh-huh. because they don't, they aren't affiliated with the McDonald's brand, but I think it's actually the opposite. And like chicken nuggets have been around a lot longer and, <laughs> and Buffalo wings are a latter day and In- invented by the pilgrims on the Mayflower. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were the first to nugget the chicken. No, you're actually incorrect. You should have gone. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo wings invented in Buffalo, of course, 1964. Chicken nuggets, 1983, almost 20 years later. Yeah. I mean, they were both before I was born. So most of these are, I will warn you, nothing good was invented after we were born. Uh, let's done. see. How about another one here? This is yes. this is unrelated, but tangential. Did you know Wendy's has excellent chicken nuggets? Much they better do. chicken nuggets than McDonald's. I agree. Yeah. I agree, actually. I think they're very nice. Have you ever done the spicy chicken nuggets? No, because I only recently learned that the regular chicken nuggets are excellent. Actually, so, their chicken sandwiches are good, too, there, if you've ever done the sandwich. So. Yes, the, the, the Wendy's chicken sandwich was uh, something I've, I've known about. But the nuggets were news to me. Also, I saw on the window of Wendy's today that the strawberry frosty is back. Yes, which, which brings me some joy. That is, a, it's tis the season. You know, I did try the Oregon gift up here. Uh, I do you know Duncan has wraps now? I didn't know they have wraps, but I, I next to the Wendy's on the window of the Duncan, I saw that they have tacos. The tacos aren't great. The wraps are very good. Mm. Don't I would skip the tacos and go straight to the straight wraps. to the wrap. Um, They're filled with like a cheesy concoction of chicken or chorizo with peppers and a bunch of other stuff. They're good. 
That sounds good. In a hearty wrap. Uh, all right. Which came first? Meatloaf or the cheeseburger? And I'll give you a hint. I say cheeseburger specifically. The hamburger had been around for a while, but what is the? It's, I'm going for the credited date of the invention of the cheeseburger specifically versus meatloaf. The cheeseburger. I'm going to say meatloaf came first. Uh, I would do anything for love, but I would get the correct answer. That's a meatloaf reference. Uh, 1918 meatloaf was invented. Uh, cheeseburger, 1938. So you got that one right. Uh, let's see here. How now about was, now was the the hamburger, the non cheeseburger invented before or after meatloaf? That's what I really want to know. I believe it. I don't have the date, but if memory serves me, it was before hamburger. I mean, it's just a lump of ground beef. I think it's although I don't know what then makes it a meatloaf. I guess if you bake it. Yeah, I feel like it's the it's the loaf shape you get from putting it in a in, in a, a loaf pan. pan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. Maybe it was just the first time someone called it a meatloaf. Um, a very appetizing name. Um, all right. Which came first, the deep dish pizza or frozen dinners? Oh. I'm trying to like, like I've been to Chicago and had deep dish pizza. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can picture the restaurant and I'm trying to like, imagine if there's a, like a year on the sign under the, under the logo. Frozen. I'll get, I will, I will give you a hint. They're actually probably closer than any other combination I've given you. There's not a huge gap. Interesting. I guess Deep dish pizza is what I'm going to say. Only 10 years separate them. You are correct. Deep dish pizza, 1943. The frozen dinner, 1953. Wow. Um, and let's why. let's do the last one. These two are the closest in date. Uh, which came first? Instant noodles. Or tater tots. Tater tots. Like like ramen yes. noodles, like yes. that kind of. I feel like instant noodles because it just seems like there's more technology required for tater tots to, to create that that potato, that chipped potato, <laughs> like wood <laughs> chippered how they potato. form it. It's a potato right. loaf if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, only two years separate them. You didn't get this one, though. Actually, Tater Tots did come first in 1956, followed by Instant Noodles in 1958. Sorry, bud. I'm surprised that Tater Tots are that old. They seem like future food. Well, I think it's because a lot of these are like Tater Tots, 56, um, Frozen Dinners, 53, uh, I feel this was the era of like experimental post-war fro like frozen foods becoming believe it or not the, the tater tot was invented by the Orida Corporation the frozen fry corporation so um, so I think that was a big part of that um, experimentation do you think they invented tater tots like to be able to use like they're like the hot dogs of potatoes it's like when you when you make your potatoes into different shapes you need to take the 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 
<laughs> the, the chips, the the potato, you know, would 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 chipper detritus and like make them into something that people will eat. Would it surprise you to learn that's exactly right? Tater tots were invented in, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, in 1953 when American frozen food company Rida founders uh, were trying to figure out what to do with leftover slivers of cut up potatoes. They chopped up the slivers, added flour and seasoning, then pushed the mash through holes and sliced off pieces of the extruded mixture. The product was first commercially in stores in 1956. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder, I feel like there should be a category of foods that is like, that that like cross-cutting <laughs> category of foods where I was like, this is like we had leftover stuff and decided to like grind it up and turn it into a weird shape. I think uh and by the way, uh three billion tater tots are uh, eaten every year. My favorite of that is are you familiar with the like the dum dum pops, the mystery flavor? Yes. Do you know do you know where what the, that actual flavor is? No. If it's right to this category, what it is, is so they have these big I've, they have they've done like TV shows on these, these big vats that the balls roll around in to get flavor and maybe the bats making grape. And then the next day they decide to switch the vat to green apple. Well, rather than emptying it and cleaning it and then putting in the green apple, they actually run pops through it as it's transitioning. <laughs> so it's actually saving them time and money. They would have had just a bunch and so they just label them as mystery flavor. That's awesome. So, I love it. American engineering at its finest. <laughs> Runoff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Real good for you. Um, now, I do have one other quiz. All if right. you're up for it. Uh, sure. And this one goes into the world of politics. I know you're a big politico. Sure. Have you been following at all the... Uh, early stages of the Republican primary for president in 2028. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. That will lean into my plans. Uh, Colby, right now, 12 people have declared their candidacy. Oh and I have a list here of six people. Now, these are real people. I did not make them up, and I did not make up their bios. They really exist. However, only half of them are actually running for president. Can you pick which three are running for the Republican nomination? I'll try. Try my darnest. And you always do, and that's why we have fun here. All right. First up uh, is... Uh, what order do I want to do these in? Let's go with Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia. Yes. No, he is not running. <laughs> he is not. People want him to run. He's not running. I'm so sorry. I see. I've definitely heard the name. That's why I thought I could get you. Why. Yeah, you did. I did. All right. How about this one? Uh, Larry Elder, best known as the host of the Larry Elder show. <laughs> What's the Larry Elder show about? <laughs> if you're running for Republican politics, you can probably guess. I guess I'm going to say yes. You are correct. Larry Elder ran for governor of California and lost in the last uh, election for that race and is now running for president. So you got one. Cool. Uh, let's see. How about Rick Scott, the senator from Florida? Rick Scott. The bald guy, the scary yeah. looking bald guy. No, I, I can I I can picture his face. It's upsetting. Yes. Uh I feel like he's often compared to Voldemort. Uh, very, yes. Totally makes sense. I'm going to say no. 
Oh, I was hoping to get you. You are correct. He is not running. He is remaining as Senator of Florida. Um, how about Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota? And self-made millionaire. No. Incorrect. He is running for president. He won't win. <laughs> um, actually, he's a t- I believe, is he the guy? He is a. T- he sold his company to Microsoft back in the like peak of tech boom um, for millions. That's where he got wow. his money. Good for him. Uh, all right. Two more here. How about Tom Vilisak, the former governor of Iowa? Tom Vilisak. Yes. Wrong. Actually, super <laughs> wrong. He's a Democrat uh, <laughs> who who ran, who actually did run for president uh, back in, I think, 2008. Um, all right. We got a last one here. Uh, Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami. I guess yes, right? I'm trying to do the thing. <laughs> no. I, I was about to say, I shouldn't have told you it was 50%. You're correct. He is running for president <laughs> for some reason. So there you go, Colby. You learned something. Can you can you name anyone else who isn't on this list who's running for president? I mean, Donald Trump. That's Trump okay. You got that one. And Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Anyone else? Uh, Chris Christie? He is. Hey, that's very good. He is running. I, that's all I know. That's that's it. That's, that's okay. You shouldn't. Honestly, I would be worried if you knew more. Um, <laughs> there are six others, though, right? <laughs> Who are the it, well, yeah. There's Nikki Haley. Oh, sure. I forgot about her. Uh, someone you haven't heard of, Will Hurd, a U.S. representative <laughs> from Texas. You heard? You heard? Uh, Asa Hutchinson, former governor of Arkansas. Perry Johnson. Uh, who has never even been in politics, and I can't even describe who he is. Mike Pence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vivek right. Ramswamy, um, businessman. Uh, Tim Scott. Uh, and that's it. I've named everybody. Cool. Well. So there you go. So I look forward to. Wow. That's not this year, right? Is it? No, it's 2024. But uh, when do the pri- the primaries will start just after the first of the year? So I think the first debate is August. If, if you're feeling like torturing yourself right. uh, and being miserable. Which I know, you know, that's your thing. You know, sometimes you need a little self-flagellation. <laughs> Need to be punished. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, you know, hey, my life could be like these guys, you know, it could be worse. I could be running for president. So just get my ass handed to me. It does sound terrible. Hmm. Well, there you go. You'll learn something. Uh, now, Colby, uh, admittedly, the July 4th weekend is coming up, uh, which means nobody is at work, uh, which means there's not very much tech news happening, admittedly. There's a few stories in here. We can talk about one of these or if something comes to mind you want to talk about, please share. Or I can do more trivia, but I don't know if anybody wants that. <laughs> if I were better at trivia, maybe we, we could do that. But you did great. Not. Thank you. Um, let's talk about. Amazon tricking customers into prime subscriptions. Sure, the FTC has taken Amazon to court. 
they are suing them over claims the company fooled customers into signing up for Prime while simultaneously thwarting attempts to cancel, allegedly violating the FTC Act and the Restore Online Shoppers Confidence Act through misleading designs that got users to register for Prime without true consent. Uh, they also said they slowed or rejected design changes that would have made it easier to cancel. Uh, now, uh, the FTC has been investigating Amazon Prime since March of 2021. Uh, the investigation uh, obtained internal documents showing that Amazon was aware of customer objections as early as 2017. Shoppers were encouraged to sign up for a 30-day trial with a single click during checkout, but had to wait through multiple pages to cancel service before the trial ended. Classic. Classic Amazon. Gross. Dude. Gross. Yeah, I just uh, I just went through and did a big subscription purge um, and canceled. And, you know, I was shocked. The worst company I've ever dealt with in terms of canceling a subscription was SiriusXM. They now this was years ago. They make you call. Can't do it online. you got to call the number. You call the number. They spend a minimum of 20 minutes trying to convince you to say And by the time you finally, you've been transferred to five people, it took forever. I just, when I got my car, um, it came with a a discounted subscription, which I had for like the last year. And now it ran out. They started charging me full price, which I didn't appreciate. I went online. They had an online chat bot. I said, I want to cancel. They said, okay, how about this deal? It was actually cheaper than what I'd been paying in my previous discount. I said, great, I'll take it. And boom, it took two seconds and I slashed the bill beyond half. It was the best thing ever. I felt like I really got one over on him. <laughs> That's funny. That seems like such a funny thing to automate. Well, because I think no, it's one of those things. Nobody pays full price. You know? Right. And so I think they're like, listen, if it, it, it must be cheaper for them to not pay someone to be on the phone than just to give me the deal. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. Like me paying full price on my Comcast subscription. I'm probably a huge chump. Well, that and you know what? I have horrible luck with Comcast. I really do. I never can. I'll be like, I'm going to cancel. They're like, great, go for it. I'll be like, no, I'm going to do it. They're like, fine, go ahead. Like, we we don't. I literally I went into I was having an issue with a a cable box, my my main cable box. So I went to the Xfinity store, which actually I will say is actually a decent experience in person. Mm -hmm. I recommend if you have Comcast, you have questions, go to the store. They're not bad. I went in there. I was exchanging the box and the lady like volunteered. She's like, would you like me to like check your account and like, make sure you're getting all the promotions. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And she goes through my account and she's like, normally I can find a discount on just about anyone's account, but I can't see anything for yours. I'm like, come on. She's like, I can't, there's really no discount I can get you. <laughs> right. And I'm like, in fact, you're, you're not paying enough. I have to <laughs> Oh yeah. You're, well, no, I, I appreciate you joking, but she's like, and in three months it's going to go up. Cause you're actually on a promotional <laughs> rate now. I'm like, you're, kidding me um i appreciated it but it was it was just very funny she's like normally i can get some savings but not for you i said well nice of you to try that's messed up have there been any subscriptions you've been uh, stuck with uh we went through and did a tv negotiation I don't I I mean I didn't get I didn't I'm I don't think I'm stuck with anything i'm kind of stuck with comcast because it's the only option. We do have that starry thing now, mm. which is pretty cheap, certainly compared to Comcast, but it's not 
in my building, they don't have like super high bandwidth. It's not super low. It's like 250 or something. And allegedly they do have good upload speeds, but, but which Comcast is not terrible, terrible upload speeds. That's why I pay like $125 a month to get the one plan that has like 25 megabits up instead of 10. Uh, so Comcast we're stuck with. Otherwise, it's just like TV stuff, mostly. We also get that like meat delivery thing, which we just turn down to once a month instead of or once every two months instead of once a month or something. Yeah, the big ones that get me are I'm trying to. So I really I'm trying to cut back on spending. So there's a few I've switched to yearly charges like once i've i'm going no i'm going to subscribe to for the next 12 months you say you'll get a month or two free because you pay by the year right. but what happens is on some of them it, if it's so cheap like buy the whole year for like 50 bucks like okay that's not crazy to buy whole i'll forget i did it and then they auto bill you or i actually it was paramount plus they were when they first launched it they were running a deal where it was like the first the whole first year was 30 dollars or something I said, that's great. That's a great deal. I'll take that. They auto renewed me at $100 a year. I was pissed. I was, I couldn't believe Suck the nurse. I, no, I literally complained. I literally reached out to them and I'm like, you didn't send me any email saying, you, you know, hey, in 30 days, we're going to renew you. Right. Abs- they just hit my PayPal. And they ended up, I think they refunded me like half of it. Um, but I, that, that was, that was brutal. I tried to subscribe to as many things as possible through like the app, (laughs) the app store. Sure. Because then you get that like very helpful subscriptions page breakdown and you can pre cancel stuff and which I do all of the time. Like if there's something I'm not sure about, or I do a one year subscription for a thing that's like, I don't know if I'm going to want this next year. I just pre cancel it. And then if it runs out and I'm like, Oh no, my Paramount Plus. Uh, <laughs> I just rebuy it. Turn it back on. Right. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. Bad. It's bad for the people giving the subscriptions because they have to pay whatever whatever cut to Apple. Like, well, that's I. Who someone announced? I don't remember what service. Some service announced they it was going to cost more to subscribe via Apple because they were making you pay for the difference. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if that's coming. Yeah, I mean, it's fair, I guess. You're, it's a convenience fee, essentially. Right. They could just make it. Well, hopefully the FTC wins and they make it easy. Er. Right. Um, not that I've ever considered canceling my Prime subscription. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, has anyone tried? Like, what's life like if you don't have Prime? <laughs> things take for like honestly i have no what are the shipping times for non-prime deliveries it's got to be like eight months like it's got to be so ridiculous they force (laughs) people to get prime right is it is it bad i don't know i also like i feel like every time i try and do once in a while i'll order something and like i'm not gonna be home that weekend so i do like no rush shipping. Oh with, yeah. Without fail. It always comes on the day that I'm not going to be home, which I was trying to avoid by doing no rush shipping. And instead they rushed in. Yeah. They have now started offering me 
complimentary what they call overnight shipping which is where they're like it'll be at your house at 8 a.m tomorrow and i'm like that is so unnecessary like i feel bad like actually i would rather you not offer me this for free um (laughs) we we get i get the same day a lot where they probably do it on purpose but like once in a while if i i kind of want have been thinking about something and I'll open Amazon on Saturday morning when I'm lazing around on Saturday (laughs) morning. And the thing is there and it's like, get it delivered in the next three hours. It's like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to turn this weekend around. Right. It's just occurring to me that they probably know the things I looked at and like queued them up. at sure. (laughs) And they know what truck is going to be driving through your neighborhood on that day. And I mean, again, it's when you're that powerful, you can do the math. Um, it, believe me, if they were losing money on it, they wouldn't be doing it. Right. So, um, I don't know, man. It's pretty wild. Maybe we should take the no prime challenge. Uh, I, boy, what is prime up to now? 130 a year, 140 a year. I don't, you don't know. It's auto bill. I just haven't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's never month to month. They always sent you that one time a year. Right. Like I probably got Prime in college or something. When it oh was God, like yeah, forty dollars. Um, uh, what is this? One hundred and thirty-nine dollars per year. Um, is the current rate? Would I save that if I had to pay on a per package? Do they still do like free if you ship up, buy a minimum of thirty-five dollars or whatever for non-Prime? I wonder. I have no idea. Oh boy, we've just we've just been in the Prime universe for so long, right? I don't know. I had a weird Amazon experience recently because a long time ago, I had bought Laura for like her birthday or something like a refurbished Kindle. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I chose to get the refurbished one, which was like $15. Because you don't love her enough. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It seemed like a good idea at the time. You know, I think it might've been, I wanted to get it in a color and, and the color that I wanted to get was not available new. So I decided to get a refurbished one and it was not, it was not well refurbished. Like they didn't, (laughs) they didn't do a good job. It looked fine and it did the thing, but like the battery did not last very long for a Kindle. Like it would last for like a week, but that's, that's like not, not what you expect. And I like kind of dragged my feet on like, you know, you can send it back and they'll send you another refurbished one. And I like dragged my feet and I didn't do it in a time. Uh, and so recently I like. It was being weird. So I was like, you know, I, I'm just going to get like an actual new Kindle. And then I'll, you know, whatever, we'll get rid of this refurbished one. And so, so I did the thing and you can do like a trade in mm-hmm. and, and you send the Kindle back and like they, they ask you like what device you're sending back. And like, I chose the thing I purchased from the drop down and sent them, you know, sent it back and they give you like a pre $20 credit off on the new thing and whatever. So I sent it back and then, Two weeks later, I get a, pa- a unexpected package from Amazon, and it's the Kindle that I sent them, <laughs> plus like plus a charger. Very confusing. And then I had an email that was like, 
your trade-in was rejected because it's not the device you said it is. It's like, this is the device that you, I picked this out of the list. <laughs> Things that I purchased. <laughs> they're, they're like, we couldn't have possibly refurbished this. It's a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> so I just got rid of it. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't worth another trip to the no. UPS store. That is wild. Yeah. So dumb. Uh, related, the new Kindles are very nice. Are they? The, scre- the screen's bigger. Nice. They have a nice feel to them. Still didn't have any buttons. It was like one of the regular ones, not the button one. But someday mine's going to break. <laughs> you're just waiting. You're just waiting. Right. <laughs> you're, you're ready. You're due. Have you been reading? I've been reading. I read more in the summer. Yeah. No, I I read. I feel like most of the leisure reading I do is in the summer. I like I read all year to like fall asleep, mm. so I read very slowly, unless I'm on vacation or something, and then I'll read like a bunch. Um, hmm. but yeah, I guess I don't read enough to wear out my Kindle, whatever <laughs> it is that it, that that is that I've had for eight years. Yeah, my, my bookshelf is getting too full, so um, I'm <laughs> running out of space. So I, I may have to make the switch sooner rather than later, yeah. as much as I love physical books. Yeah, man. Books. Uh, any other of the stories in here? You want to cruise on over to Pixland? Meh. Thank you. All right. Pixland it is. Uh, Colby, why don't you go first? Because I am familiar with your uh, your pick this week. Nice. I saw on the App Store something recently, this game called Railbound. It's like a puzzle game where there are like a couple of train cars and you have to like lay a loop-de-loop of tracks to get the train cars like connected to the train in the right order. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's very low stakes. It's like a puzzle game, so you know there are like a hundred levels of like train puzzle, um, and it gets like it's really easy at first, and then it gets pretty hard. But it's not. I haven't found it like obnoxiously hard. There are also like there's like a main path of levels that you're following, and then there are like harder versions of some of the levels that you already did. So, so even if you like are stuck, like you can't go to the next thing uh, from where you are, there are some other things that you can, you can like go back to the harder levels and try and do those of the ones you've already, already accomplished. So like, so far it's been keeping my attention though. I am stuck. Like I, (laughs) I haven't been able to progress in at least a week. Uh, So I'm hoping that, I get less dumb or something because it, <laughs> it is fun. It has a nice animations and some fun. Yeah, stuff. it's very pleasant. Um, yeah, I would agree. Did you ever play golf peaks? Golf peaks? I don't think so. Um, I played it for a while. It's actually a very fun game and it's by the same people. Afterburn.games is their website. Um, and it's it's a puzzle game as well. Um, you got to get a little golf ball. Um this is pretty fun. 
But uh, but yeah, I did it again. My like tolerance for iOS games of like I'm bored with this is shockingly low. Like you'll get like a week out of me and I'm already bored. So mm. I'm I'm but I am uh, I am interested because I liked Golf Peaks. And I like Railbound. They actually have a third game um, called Invento where it's like a uh, it's sushi and you've got to arrange it into certain shapes. I'm going to give it a shot because I like their other games. So. That looks kind of fun, too. I will get bored with it immediately. Um, no, this is great. Railbound uh, available uh, on all major platforms. iOS, Google Play, Steam, the Nintendo eShop. Uh, check it out. Uh, Colby, for my pick this week, I finally bought a new chair. I talked about it on the show before. We consulted and I went to a site called Branch. Uh, which is uh, branchfurniture.com. They are some kind of startup or whatever uh, that makes chairs and desks. Um, I first went to my local Staples and was not impressed uh, by what was available there. Um, I didn't find anything particularly comfortable. I was very nervous to order one on the internet. I hadn't tried before, but they do have a return policy. Thankfully, I didn't need it. Uh, They only have like four or five chair models, so it's not particularly complex. Um, I went with the ergonomic chair. Uh, it's their bestseller. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, highly adjustable, um, the decent, you know, firm, but comfortable seat, um, seven year warranty on it. So it's, it's a quality chair. Um, if anyone is incredibly curious, I got it in the, uh, in the pebble color. Um, I don't know if you can see it on the camera here, but it's got mm-hmm. sort of these nice stripes on it and this gray and white. Um, and I've been very satisfied with it. I've had it for a couple weeks. Um, and I don't, you know, again, I don't use my chair that much. I'm at work all day. So, um, it's not like I'm sitting in it a lot. Um, that's why I thought that for the price point, it was not like enough for a decent chair, but not so much. It's like a big deal. Um, so branchfurniture.com, the ergonomic chair. Uh, I'm satisfied. Nice. Looks yeah. like an office chair. Well, the big struggle for me is my old chair was wholly unadjustable. There was You couldn't adjust anything on it. And this thing has like eight points of adjustment. And so I, I keep tweaking it a little. Like, sh- should the armrest be forward or back or higher or lower? Or like, should I lean forward or back? It's... Um, I'll get there, but it's just taking some finesse. Um, but overall, it's uh, it's comfortable. Nice. Love the adjustable armrests. Yes. Well, you know what's nice is on my old chair, they were low. And so I think my ergonomics were kind of wacky. And now that my arm's kind of up and um, I'm putting less strain on the wrist at the edge of the desk. Um, mm. I do think it's that. And then the fact that I can... Um, adjust and lock at any uh, angle going back. So I think it's a, it's a little better for the back as well. So the only thing is I got a, um, an extra thing that to like, that goes behind the head that you attach, but it's been back ordered for like eight weeks or something. So um, I don't know when I'll get that, but <sighs> Sean has a weak neck. He needs to hold his head up. <laughs> Damn supply chain. It's bad for my health. Right. Uh, excellent, excellent, very good. Well, Colby, 
we're approaching the end of this one. Looks like we made it. Looks like we made it. Uh, well, first of all, of course, I got to mention uh, up for debate. I know Colby is an avid listener. Um, we're finally not playing text-based adventure games anymore. Thank God. And instead, we moved on to our big summer traditions. Uh, our summer reading list is out. Uh, we picked two books. The book I suggested uh, is on the history of Blockbuster video, uh, which I'm interested about. And then Matt's pick I picked uh, is a boy. What is it? Uh, I'd do better if I just read the description. Uh, so I don't screw it up. Uh, it is about the lost whaler Essex, uh, which sank in the Pacific ocean in 1820. It's a true story. Um, about a whale ship from Nantucket that sank after a whale attacked it. Supposedly the, uh, uh, it was, uh, the story was taken for Moby Dick. Um, and the story of what happened to the crew that attempted to survive, um, following it, uh, in the heart of the sea. So, uh, some good books coming. And then next week we're going to be publishing, we're going to pick our movie franchise, our summer movie franchise. Uh, we've already taped it. I haven't published it yet and I'm not going to spoil it, but, I will say, you will never guess what we picked. It is unbelievable. So you're going to want to check that out. And up for debate or wherever you get podcasts. Um, and we'll be watching the first movie in the coming weeks. So check that out. Uh, Colby, is there anything you'd like to plug? You never get the opportunity to plug anything. What would you like to plug? No. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to plug. Save, I'll save this plug plugged coupon for cash cash it in you're gonna have so many you're gonna have a whole episode of just plugs (laughs) uh well listen get ready i'm gonna plug road tripping with my good personal friend colby this weekend fourth of july maryland here we come get excited um we've got several hours in the car um and many good times ahead right get ready for the New Jersey Turnpike. And believe it or not, Colby, I'm such a lunatic. I actually contemplated, could we record a podcast in the car? And <laughs> it was tempting. And then I said, that sounds distracting while driving. So maybe we shouldn't do that. But uh, be. but we could. Be. But we won't. Because I wouldn't dare make you and my friends do that. Uh, car, car trivia. I just watched the episode of 30 Rock yesterday where uh tracy takes the cash cap to the birth of his his trial hell yeah boy was that a cultural thing for a while cash cab it made me want to watch cash cab i have no idea how well it holds up i would be very that seems like one of those like i hate to phrase it this way like a pre 9 11 thing where we're like it was cute back then but today it just seems kind of sad you know, what, you know what I mean? There's just those certain types of media where you're like, boy, that's very like late 90s, early 2000s. Right. How how are we ever entertained by this? It, yeah, I don't. Uh, Benjamin Bailey, I think, was the host. Uh, yeah, that's great. That, that seems ready for like a big budget reboot, like a primetime game show spectacular. Mm, Cash Cab the movie. Ca- Cash Cab the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. You should write that. What would the plot be? The Angry Birds movie. Listen, you get the cab going fast and, uh, you know, some cool explosions and jumps and stuff, and you got yourself a hit film. Uh, Listen, folks, our website is uh, don'tpanic.io. You can go there and get all the episodes, past, present, and future, video and audio, uh, and links to the picks. Colby, I finally, in going through and canceling my subscriptions, I finally, 
figured out. Now you want to talk about hard to cancel. I've wanted to finally had to dig deep enough to figure out how to cancel our phone number. You did it. I wow. finally did it because it was it was a Skype phone number. Do you know how buried the Skype settings are in Microsoft's web of websites? <laughs> Super buried. Because I don't think anyone's bought a Skype phone number in a million years. Um, so I finally canceled it. So you can't call us anymore. But you can email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com or tweet at us at don'tpanicshow. Um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't know where the number goes now, but not to Skype. No, sir. Um and that's it. Oh my God. We could go see Benjamin Bailey on tour. He is a comedian and he does do cash cab bets. I, or I don't know if he still does, but I know at the time, cause I saw some of his stand up from around that time and he does do uh, cash cab <laughs> jokes. Amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll bring big signs like we heart cash cab, <laughs> bring bash cash cab. Um, I'm sure he'd appreciate the love, uh, but that's going to do it here. So on behalf of Colby, I'm Sean. We'll bring Dan with us next time. But until then, on behalf of us, we appreciate you being here. We'll see you next time for another great episode of The Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.